1: Hey, Jalenta. Hey, Kristen. It's been a while since we talked to Daisy. Uh, yes, and I really want to know what's up with her. Is she still relentlessly messy? And is she feeling less shame regarding how messy she is?
2: Is there Christmas trash still out? We definitely need to check in with her. Yes, and
1: we also need to read some
2: listener mail. Well, let's just do it then. Let's get this We Love You and So Can You follow-up episode started.
1: After each main episode of We Love You and So Can You, we do a follow-up with the most recent guest because, like you, we're dying to know how they're doing. Right. So,
2: last week, our episode focused on Daisy.
1: She's a 20-something who
2: lives in Salt Lake City. She's an actor and retail worker who wanted to tackle her relentless messiness and feel less shame around that messiness.
1: Yes. And after two weeks of living by our prescription, two big things happened. Daisy started taking tangible steps to deal with her mess, and she came to realize that her shame was based on other people's standards and that maybe she could decide on her own standards of what clean meant to her. I love it. So
2: I guess we just need to see how Daisy is doing now. Lindsay, could you please call Daisy for us?
1: Hello? Hello. Hello. Daisy, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Good. We're so excited to be catching up with you. Have you made any progress on your intentional materialist haven? Like, yes,
3: but also like almost no. It's weird. <laughs> I was just in two shows back-to-back. Ooh. One tech week happened, and then the very next week was another tech week, Um So I've kind of been ignoring everything at my house and just kind of, if it's not, if it's not my shows, I didn't quite care for it. But now that those are both over and I've got a two-month break before my next show, I am working on what I can.
1: Yeah, well, Jolenta especially knows as well as anyone that showbiz, that's time-consuming. For real. I'm also very curious while you've been
2: working and busy, have you had any other people over to your house since your uh, your future in-laws came over?
3: We had we had like an Oscars party, so there was yes. a ton of people oh. in our house. We we did tidy up a bit for that, but like it didn't take much because we were already working on like getting dishes out of the way, getting laundry done. So like it wasn't it wasn't like this huge ordeal to try to tidy up for others to come over. But it was also we felt comfortable inviting people over because we knew that we could we could tidy up to a reasonable level before they did. Oh, that's so
1: great. So you didn't feel any shame or stress about showing your place to them, not in, you know, pristine Marie Kondo condition. You totally felt fine about it
3: yeah yeah cause I was like, these people are our friends, and they like us. Also, most of them have seen our car <laughs>
2: <laughs> and also just a good reminder that, like the people who love you like they already know you. It's not a secret, yeah, and they love you regardless or because of it. who knows
3: yeah, yeah i like to I like to think that like any mess that I have is really just an extension of my messy personality. and really all over the place and wild. And so I think that um I think people who see a mess in either my house or my car kind of realize that that's that's
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that you just phrased it that way that like, oh, that I'm just my mess. I'm just wild. And yeah, maybe you're just exciting. Maybe mm-hmm. messy is not even the word. You're just really fun and unpredictable. And there's a lot going on there. And all of that stuff's really interesting.
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> um, but speaking about less interesting stuff, um, as far as incorporating uh, cleaning habits into your sort of day-to-day sketch, how's that been going? Have you been keeping that up? Do you care anymore?
3: Yeah, we, we kind of set out a schedule. We have a little whiteboard that we write all of our schedule on because as both being theater people, we have... So a little room for error in our mm-hmm. schedules and everything has to sometimes be calculated to the exact minute. Um, so we kind of put on the schedule, on the weekly schedule, and assigned a day for everything. Have Monday for laundry, Tuesday for trash, Wednesday for dishes, and then Thursday for like the bathroom. Wow. This is
1: this yeah. is way more organized no, than my seriously. household.
2: I'm like, okay, you're putting way more thought into this. Like this is just like an organized person's way of thinking.
1: Yeah. That's impressive. Well, cuz
3: I like I live and breathe by my by my schedule and my calendar. So like if it's if it's on like my calendar, then I'm like, "Oh, now I have to do it."
1: Oh, that's so nice. good. Nice. Wow,
2: like such good self-accountability. I'm very impressed
1: and you seemed like you were in a really great place last time we talked are you feeling the same sense of peace with your space and your version of clean yeah i i feel like i yeah some, something like that like it's
3: not i i was like overwhelmingly like with a sense of this is all okay and it's totally fine and i'm still i'm still there we are moving soon into um into, like, a condo owned by my parents. Mm.
2: Um,
3: And it's, like, right around the corner from their house. And we're we're doing this for, like, less rent. So I, with, like, the cleaning that we're actively attempting, I feel like we've got more of a foundation that moving won't be this huge ordeal, which is one of the things I was afraid of with a messy house. But there's also that fear that, like, my, my parents can pop by whenever because we live—we'll live right by them. So, you know, there's still the fear of that kind of judgment coming from that side. Um, but I think we'll—I think we'll be okay.
2: So I have to ask, the Christmas trash, has it moved? Have you found a bin for, you know, the Christmas stuff that isn't necessarily trash but might be reused? Like, where is it? What's its status? Is it just Easter trash now? Like, what's happening?
3: So Aaron actually went out of his way, and he he took a little afternoon while I was at work and cleaned up all of the Christmas trash by himself without me and put away the tree and got everything sorted into these bins that we had gotten from the container store and i didn't have to do a single thing.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's the best way to clean. <laughs>
3: oh, that's yeah, so that's,
2: great. Yeah,
3: so so now we don't have to stare at it anymore. It's kind of the thing of that that's been coming up in conversations a lot in social conversations about like women mostly taking on the mental load. And uh, I think that was a way that he was trying to share that load a little by doing it without being asked and like Mm -hmm. me not having to catalog it.
2: Mm. Yeah, that's great. I was going to say, like, I feel like you upped his awareness by just him sort of watching you go through like the sort of guilt, resentment cycle of like feeling messy and then realizing you don't care as much and him being like, oh, yeah, but this is a thing in, in our house that like we can both be aware of. I love it.
3: Yeah, well, and since his most recent show closed, like right before my two shows started, he's kind of been taking on a little bit more to make up for what I'm not doing. So he he's been putting away dishes, even though that's not part of his job.
1: Hmm. I really appreciate. That's so much what this is about. It's not just about the work itself. It's about Mm -hmm. the emotions around it. And taking care of each other
2: and, like, knowing, like, this stresses her out. It makes her
1: feel ashamed
2: sometimes. Like, I have time. Yeah. I'll do this without checking in or asking permission or, you know.
1: Yeah, and we're just so thrilled for both you and for Erin to be at the place you are now versus the place when we first met you. Yeah. So congratulations, and thank you so much for sharing your journey with us, for letting us yeah. kind of, you know, tell you what to do and for mostly doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for just playing along. Yeah, we really appreciate it. Well,
3: thank you. Thank you so much for, for helping me on this journey and kind of, Giving me the foundation to to see that like, it's, it's all gonna be okay. I don't. I think I needed that outside validation. Oh
2: yeah. It's all gonna be okay. All right, we'll let right, you go. So, so hard. Thank okay, you so much. Okay, thanks.
1: Bye bye.
2: I loved that call. I love that Aaron is also just picking up the slack.
1: Yeah, and I love that together as a team, not only are they tackling mess together, but tackling the emotions around mm-hmm. it, but then also celebrating together, opening their homes to people they having love. Having parties. Yeah, which is something when we first met them, they weren't having people over. So. Yeah,
2: no, they were not hosting parties being like, whatever,
1: they've seen our car. Yeah. Like, remember, totally different. Remember the dread that Daisy felt when we first told her you're going to have to have people over? And, and that was just her grandma. Yeah. Not and now, like a large group. And now she's doing it on her own. She yeah. is doing it. <gasps>
2: so happy for her. I hope we get invited to the next party. And Daisy, just thank you so much for sharing your story with us and and the rest of the listeners.
1: Yes. And reminder, you out there listening now can apply to be the next Daisy if you like. We'll sit down with you, talk over your predicament, then give you a two-week prescription that you can follow or, you know, mostly follow.
2: Just write to us at weloveupod at gmail.com if you're interested. And once again, that is youpod
1: at gmail.com. We're going to take a quick break, but when we're back, we'll hear from some of you out there and your thoughts on the Daisy episode.
4: It's time to breathe easier this allergy season with Breathe Right Nasal Strips.
2: We are back, and it's listener mail time. First and foremost, many listeners wanted to reassure Daisy that she is not alone in being messy. We heard from a different Daisy, who lives in Denmark, who said, I just opened up my podcast app and felt, attacked is not the right word, but... My name is Daisy, and I am also relentlessly messy. So I was like, did I participate in a podcast and forget all about (laughs) it? Was I possessed by Voldemort on top of being messy? Is this an intervention? Or are people called Daisy just relentlessly messy? (laughs) That's beautiful. Such a good message.
1: I love that we came around at the right time for you to feel that we were speaking just to you, Daisy. Mm-hmm. If I could want. if I could
2: make a listener feel attacked every episode, I know our job was done.
1: <laughs> all right. We also got this letter from Abigail who says, Wow, I so identified with Daisy in this episode. I used to be relentlessly messy as well. I was sleeping next to all my clothes, laptop, and dirty dishes on the bed, as well as having the messy side of the room with partners I lived with. I used to have a fantasy that my house would burn down so I didn't have to deal with the mess I was living in. I think I developed my messy tendency as a sort of territorial behavior. Growing up, my mom had a daycare in our house 24-7, so no space felt truly as if it was mine. Babies were often napping in my room. I didn't have my own desk or art space, and all my toys and resources were shared. After a couple of big moves, I was able to downsize a bit, and I finally realized that one of the best things I could do for my mental health was to keep up with cleaning each week. Anyway, to all the fellow slobs out there, You are not alone. There is nothing to be ashamed of. It can be overwhelming sometimes, and it's okay to ask for help when you need it. Yay. I love that this letter is getting at some of the reasons why some people might be messy. Yeah, it's a reaction to something. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it is. I don't want to pathologize every messy person's Mm house, but in some cases, I think it makes sense that you know, it is a way of pushing back or it is a, is, it's a sign of something else. Perhaps, yeah, it can and feel like on.
2: personal freedom. It can be a cycle of shame. Like, it's a lot. There's a lot tied up with our environments.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes it's just what I'm comfortable in. I mm-hmm. like a messy house yeah. and it's a nest. That's what Daisy came to the conclusion of.
2: Um, Okay. Angie wrote in with this great little ditty saying... Thank you, Kristen and Jalenta, for clearly stating that Daisy shouldn't fret about standards that weren't actually hers. I'm 50 and still battling this. Why do I feel less than if I'm comfortable in my messy room? It's because of other standards. Yes. Others, and like, I also blame the internet for a lot of this. Like, lifestyle porn is detrimental to our day-to-day standards.
1: Yeah you know, don't compare your insides to other people's outsides or don't compare your outsides to other people's insides. Don't compare your
2: insides of your house to other people's Instagrams. Yes. Snap, snap,
1: snap, snap. I can't snap, but I'm saying snap. Yes.
2: I snapped for you. Thank you.
1: (laughs) All right. We love this voicemail we got from Katie. I was struggling with going from a wife to a wife and mother
3: And all of the laundry and all of the chores that pile up when you have a newborn, I told my dad that I felt like a failure because it didn't matter what I did. I could not get all of the laundry or all of the dishes done. And he said to me, Katie, that stuff is never done. And I mean, I knew this. For crying out loud, ever since having children, my record for having all of the laundry done is a monumental 22 minutes. There is always laundry. There are always dishes. And I realized that this may sound depressing, but it allowed me to let go of the impossible goal to have everything done.
2: This makes so much sense. Like there is no end game in living your life. So as you live and make messes to live, like it's not like, oh, things will get clean and stay that way once I hit a certain point. Like it's a moving target.
1: Yeah. I'm going to use the toilet again and again. No, no, no. And We cleaned again. it
2: a few days ago. And Don't. And
1: again. That's just part of life. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to eat another meal. I'm going to get just gonna a happen. shirt
2: dirty. Yeah. And I'm, need to wash it. I'm going
1: to shed skin and hair, much to the disgust of our producer who is giving me. Oh, poor Lindsay. We really got to stop talking about shedding hair. Yeah. It's just going to happen just going to happen. It's true.
2: And just, you know, when your life changes, your standards can change. Like, you know, a 20-something in their first real apartment may have different cleanliness standards than a 30-something with their first baby. You know, those are very different lifestyles that require different attention to different things. Like, standards don't need to be permanent,
1: too. Yeah. Yeah. And the older you get, the more hair you're going to shed. So maybe you're going to maybe like I have different cleaning with standards, the shedding though. of hair? I shed a lot of hair. Yeah. It's part of my life. It's
2: really on our mind today. <laughs> also, a lot of people wrote in to say how much they enjoyed the steps that we assigned Daisy. Yeah. And uh, we're going to read some of those thoughts. Amy says, I really loved how this episode tied in with by the book's look at the curated closet. My bestie and I did that book together after hearing it on the show, and I decided my style was econ-324 professor. Hear me out. That one professor stood out to me because she was a young professor, just like I aspired to be, but she had a definite edge to her look with, like, nerdy graphic tees under structured blazers. Now that I think about my home in the same way, I realize that the metaphor is easily extended. My home essentially reflects the trope of the eccentric academic study I love to collect mementos of my travels, showcase family heirlooms, and usually have lots of books and papers and projects scattered around. I've decided my standard is as clean as possible, but don't disturb that pile.
1: <laughs> oh, such a good description. Don't disturb that pile. Piles can be quite important. Yes. I have a lot of piles in my house. The piles are all important. hmm mm-hmm. And Trey has this to say. I love that you came up with ways to make chores fun because they normally suck. I've also found that dancing while cleaning helps. It feels so ridiculous to do the two in tandem. But when you are, you can't help but smile. It's true. Yes. It's hard not to smile if you're like dancing the Macarena while you're vacuuming or trying to do the hand jive while sweeping the floor. I mean, that would be very difficult. Yeah, it's a it's hand hard. heavy dance. Yes, yes. But it, it definitely is. And
2: dust might go flying. Now, I'm, I don't know if you should do those two together. Do the butt. But yeah. Do the butt.
1: My, my signature dance. Lead with the butt. Lead with the butt. Yeah. Do the butt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do the or butt. like the shopping cart. Oh, yeah, work. yeah. That one's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Do the, do the do the sprinkler maybe? Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all those are good.
2: Even just like I just like listening to podcasts when I clean, and
1: sometimes like I'll
2: save a good one for like, oh Sunday I should vacuum, so I'm not gonna listen to that yet. <laughs> and then you like give your. It's even become something I can look forward to. Yeah, it's a treat to do with something that's not a treat. Exactly. <laughs> oh, we do have to touch on Daisy's fiance Aaron because some of our listeners wanted to give him a quick shout out. Yes. Julia wrote in to say, I really appreciate that Aaron pointed out that Daisy is not out-and-out lazy. It sort of suggests that she's internalized this label of messy, lazy, bad person and can't see the nuances.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I, I really thought Aaron was a great supportive partner. And a number of other listeners also wrote in to say – Erin knows her best, and he clearly came to her defense as being, like, financially organized yeah. and organized in other ways. Yeah,
2: she's a go-getter. It's just this one area of life she sort of has a, like, stuck-in-the-mud quality feeling, yeah. you which, know?
1: Which is great. And in our talk earlier with her, it was so good to hear that he's continuing to be really supportive of her because— Totally. You know, it's never just one person's mess.
2: Yeah, and again, I love the, like, he knows he knows her so well. Like, he now knows, like, this has been bugging her. We don't need to touch base. I got it. Yeah. Like— Just vulnerability and like being open with the people in your lives, like, leads to so much better things.
1: All right, we're going to take another quick break. But when we're back, we'll share our We Love You recommendations for the week and give you a preview of next week's episode.
4: It's time to breathe easier this allergy season with Breathe Right nasal strips.
2: All right, we are back, and now it is time for our We Love You recommendations for the week. These are things that filled our hearts with joy, and uh, Kristen, what's your recommendation? All
1: right. So my recommendation for the week is the movie Parasite, the Academy Award-winning Best Picture from director Bong Joon-ho. I'm sure a lot of people out there already know it. You've probably already seen, if not the movie itself, you've probably seen posters for it or commentary on it or media coverage of this movie. It's everywhere right now. And it is a terrific movie. And I don't want to give any spoilers, but I will say the movie starts off kind of seeming almost like a heist But it turns into a commentary about class, success, happiness, and family. And, you know, it also shows that sometimes the most pristine fantasy homes are not where the greatest happiness exists. And sometimes a messy sub-basement apartment isn't the lowest you can go. And I just love this movie so much. It gave me so much to think about. Mm, Um, And it's just – it's beautifully shot and, yeah – Sometimes things that look perfect aren't necessarily perfect, are they? And can I say just so well-acted.
2: So well-acted. Profoundly well-acted. Some of the best acting I've seen in years.
1: Yeah. And if you're suffering from any compare and despair about what your house looks like, I I think this is a really good movie to see. Totally agree. What about you, Jolenta? What is your We Love You recommendation for the week?
2: Okay. Mine's a little simpler. Less, you know, cultural analysis. But... If you're looking for something great to listen to while you're cleaning, while you're just thinking about, like, your cleanliness standards, you know, I really, really recommend Kesha's latest album called High Road. It is such a good album. There are some, like, good classic Kesha-sounding dance songs. It's more upbeat than her album before. She's, she's come through a lot of her darkness, and it's just—it's fun— there's some social commentary, but it's not too heavy. And, like, you know, lyrics about, like, singing the word fuck in all your songs. Like, it's just a perfect mix.
1: Wow. That makes me want to get out there and dust.
2: Yeah, yeah. And while you do it, I highly recommend you listen to this song,
1: Birthday Suit by Ooh, Kesha. I'm going to dust naked while listening to that. <gasps> Ooh, I love it. <laughs> so those are our We Love You recommendations for the week. And you know what that means, Jolenta?
2: Oh, my goodness. It's It's time. time.
1: Yes. It's time to
2: give you a brief teaser of next week's episode. Hi, I'm Jordan. Um, I'm originally from California, and I lived there for about 25 years. And I've been in New York now for four years, and I'm still not used to the winter. Um, I feel like I... There's something I can't quite figure out about why I hate the winter so much, but I want to embrace it
1: because I think there's more to it than what I'm seeing. Ooh, hooray! Are we going to teach Jordan the joy of making snow angels? Will she want to build a snowman? Or will she abandon us for a beach vacation in Mexico and never call us again? Listen to find out next week. And that's it for this episode of We Love You and So Can You. Our producer is Lindsay Cradwell, who never wants me to mention shedding hair or skin again.
2: Our editor is John Delore. Daisy Rosario is our executive producer. Chris Bannon is our chief content officer. And Casey Holford composed our theme song and makes this episode. What a
1: champion please stay in touch. Do you have a predicament you need help with? Our email address is weloveupod at gmail.com. You can also tweet us at Jolenta G, at Kristen Meinzer, at pod, And of course, you can also leave us a voicemail message. We love your voicemail messages. You can call us at 601-LOVE-171. That's 601-568-3171.
2: And don't forget to rate us and review us in Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or wherever you listen because it helps other people find the show. And everyone
1: should find a show about loving yourself, honestly. Yes. and if you haven't already tell a friend about the show tell your partner about the show while you clean together tell somebody about the show who doesn't actually give a damn about how messy their house is just tell your mop about the show
2: yeah and if you want to hear more of us don't forget to check out our other podcast by the book where we torture ourselves instead of other people
1: <laughs> Until next time, I'm Krista Meinzer. And I'm Jalenta Greenberg. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. And remember, we love you. And so
2: can you. you. I someday I just want a bed made out of human hair that is an actual nest.
4: <laughs> I don't,
2: but now I'm thinking about it, it's interesting. <laughs> Moving on.
4: Stitcher.